Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are back with the Beach & Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Spent the uh, commercial break time convincing Ken to go to Russia with Dan Neverth and myself. Uh, a trip to uh, Russia with Dan Neverth and you and me would be a ball. I know. I would laugh until I was red in the face. <laughs> Which takes you a little longer to get red in the face than the rest well, of no, us. We're, at, we're, we're in Russia. I mean, oh, yeah. everything's red. Very good. <laughs> uh, that would be very nice. Bor- uh, borscht all over my face. You know? you know, have a little coffee can with a few a few dollars in the backyard. Dig it up, Ken, because we'd love it. We'd love to have you come oh, I'd love us. to be there. Let's go, to, uh, let's go back, back to Dan, to Dan yeah. in West Seneca. Go ahead, Dan. We'll give you some time right now. What's going on? Well, I appreciate it. Okay, now we're going to the Senate. We covered uh, what my biggest concern was with the congressional process. And now we're moving to a trial phase in the Senate. And and here's where I'm kind of stuck. And, and I didn't say whether or not I agreed with the impeachment or whether or not I was against uh, the impeachment. Um, and you, Sandy, certainly pointed out that you felt that uh, Trump's economy was a great success. And and you feel that things that he has done are a great success, and you feel that this is all keeping him from doing his job. I think that was my understanding, correct? Yeah, you got it right. Yeah. Okay. No, no, and, and, and that's fine. At least you and I converse, and, and we're going to agree to disagree. So I want to make this comment uh, along those lines. I'm going to say that, um, I, and I've been on a jury. I've been part of the jury for a trial. Um, if I bet you let him off. <laughs> yeah, my cousin Elmo's still mad at you, too, man. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> Okay. Um, I will tell you what the outcome there was. That was pretty scary. I don't want to be a juror any longer. Um, but anyway, with the Senate, I do know Mitch McConnell's attitude toward the whole thing, and I certainly did hear Lindsey Graham and his attitude and the way that he projects his attitude. And and I do believe that those two gentlemen are entitled to their own opinion and their freedom of expression. However, as far as jurisprudence is concerned, they are not impartial. Therefore, it would be my feeling that they should recuse themselves from the process altogether and let the rest of the body of the Senate uh, conduct this business however they choose to uh, to conduct it. And, and I would point out the one thing that I was very puzzled by, um, the people in the Trump inner circle, I really hadn't seen anybody come out and defend him uh, toe-to-toe with accusations that were made. And if indeed I were innocent, I, I might have appeared either in a written statement or in a test uh, a testimony type but it was a kangaroo court. Uh, I mean, yeah. you've heard the, uh, the expression kangaroo court. It was a setup in the first place. You didn't have your lawyers there. None of your uh, witnesses were there. Uh, it was a setup. Why would you participate in that? Well, hey, let's, let's answer that first. Again, the House was a grand jury. Grand juries are kangaroo courts. 
Then on Dan's side, <clears throat> where I have to take uh, a small bit of issue, is by letting uh, McConnell and Graham, because they are partial, what about the Democrats? How yeah. many partial Democrats are there sitting on the other side? Good point. And say this takes us all back to what George Washington was most afraid of, is partisan politics, parties, and things like this. Even when they set up the Constitution, well, it was, you know, in his second term, set up the Constitution so that these types of things could happen. You cannot get away from the partiality. Sandy, you're absolutely right. The whole thing is partisan. Yep. Uh, go ahead, Dan. Having said that, and, and, and Ken, you're very smart, and I enjoy listening to you. Um, Don't butter him up. <laughs> I'm going really, to try to answer this, because I don't think that all Republicans are evil, and I hope that all Republicans don't think that every Democrat is no good. Um, that is the process in place, however not perfect it is, and I become frustrated with it um, because I've seen film clips of Lindsey Graham during the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Oh, how, how many uh, politicians did we see during the Clinton impeachment that they keep showing us video on that totally have changed their positions uh, to, food, uh, to suit the, uh, the, this one? Uh, they, don't, they don't have any continuity at all. Uh, they just, okay, on this, I feel like this, and on this, I feel differently. So which one are we to choose? Well, and, and that's why it is perplexing, and that's why it is frustrating. I'm, tr I'm trying to have faith in a system. I remember the Pledge of Allegiance, mm -hmm. all the little corny stuff I did growing up, and I took the oath to defend this country as a soldier in the United States Army. Um, I'm, I'm worried for the future for my children and, and, and their children, and... Uh, it, 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 it's just terrible. And, and Sandy, I'd like to address uh, a couple of your things uh, directly. You said that you felt that this whole process was stopping the president from being productive. And, and there lies another debate, because uh, I don't believe that he has been as productive as what you make him out to be. And oh, I think he is, and I think he's been bipartisan with some of these trade agreements. And uh, I, I think there's many things, if we had a normal give-and-take situation going on now, he could be even further down the road. He's, he's, uh, he's done a lot of things in a very short amount of time under great stress. I, okay, and, and, and then I'm just going to give you a rebuttal to that. Um, there is no formal trade agreement. There is a proposal. Uh, there are segments that have been agreed upon in principle, and I don't ever remember anybody negotiating a treaty in public as, as this one has been negotiated. Well, how about when Obama brought back things that had to be technically approved by the Senate, but he had just approved it unilaterally? And again, what you're doing there, I, I didn't say I agreed with everything that Barack Obama had done. Oh, just the things you do. Okay. Uh, no, I, I didn't. I'm, I'm not a robot. Uh, I've not always voted for a Democrat. You know, if you wanted to be pure and simple, right and wrong, you could even look at the trial coming up where Mitch McConnell said there's no chance he is going to, uh, he is going to be uh, convicted and thrown out of office. So you would say, look, they haven't heard one word of testimony. There's nothing on the record in the Senate yet. And he's saying there's no chance he's going to be uh, you know, found guilty. Now, I'm happy to hear that, but if you, if you're in terms of purity, and shouldn't uh, shouldn't everybody have an open mind and then decide how their vote's going to go? 
Now, I agree with what you just said there 100%, Mr. Beach. That's what I mean. You can make those arguments on both sides. And you will make them on both sides. If I could cut in just for a second here, Dan, if we start to look at the entire procedure here and what's happening, the idea of the Senate and a conversation with um, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, who Jefferson thought that we shouldn't have a second house, that it should be, you know, unilateral, unicameral, rather. And Washington said, do these teeth make me look funny? But go ahead. (laughs) Be serious. I'm going to be on the dollar bill. Come on, I want a better shot than that. I look like the mother of our country. Anyway, Washington said, (laughs) yeah, it looks like Barbara Bush. Exactly. But um, the whole idea of the Senate was not necessarily to initiate legislation. It wasn't their job to initiate legislation. They were like the cooling uh, saucer in a cup of tea because things are are in a Senate and a, and a uh, House debate are going to come out boiling hot. And they take it to the Senate for quiet deliberation. Deliberation, sure. And so now the, law, the uh, rules of, of impeachment follows that. Okay, here's what the Senate did. That grand jury was a kangaroo court, as Sandy had said. Everybody's partisan. They've broken the idiom of that George or the ideas that George Washington had about how a government should run. Now, let's take it to the Senate and see if they could be more deliberative than what was happening over in the House. And I agree with you. I'm an ultra conservative liberal. We need liberalism. We need conservatism. We need balance in everything that we do, deliberation back and forth. In this particular case, with the House being on fire, wanting to get rid of the president, and the Senate not, it brings out all of the issues that Tony was talking about earlier, giving you an opportunity to have a bucket list by which you could discuss these things at later time. We will continue after the break. Hold on there, Dan. Hold on there, Ken. On News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's get back to line two. Ken is waiting for us there. Uh, one quick qu- question, Ken. The short or extended trial, they haven't really decided yet. Uh, which do you think you would favor? The quicker you get this thing over with, the better. But the more conversation that you have about it in the interim is the best fodder, the best bucket list of questions that we need to have answered, as Tony had pointed out, after this is all over with, that we really need to examine what we're doing in Washington. Okay, Dan, what do you think? Short trial or extended trial? Uh, get out all the dirty laundry or button it up and get on with uh, governing? I, I think that the process will... It, it, we need witnesses. We need for Democrats to be happy with the process. We need for Republicans to err their point of view and be happy with the process. And I don't think that we should apply artificial time frames um, because we are so divided as a nation. We are a powder keg right now. And I don't want this process to be what sets it off. Yeah, this is going to be a little tricky, too. If they if they cut it off too short, then the Chuck Schumers of the world are going to say it was a kangaroo court. Uh, which it probably, you know, as far as a predetermined outcome, it it, uh, it probably is uh, under those terms. But if you go the other way, look at how they dragged it out in the House. This could be dragged out for months and months and months and, and lead to uh, further uh, a time that the American people just don't have. Thank you, Dan. Thank you uh, very much. I think it's important to expose the lies of people like Adam Schiff. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, some of these people are incredible. Um, uh, uh, when, like, for instance, who was a chef who said he had 
Never seen the whistleblower. He didn't know who the whistleblower was. <laughs> what the hell? Come on. Are we, are we idiots? Schiff seems to be just hung up on that stuff of, of testing to see if we're fools or not. I don't know why. And we have to remember one thing, that everybody involved in this trial, in the House, the Senate, uh, they're not worried. They might be worried about their jobs, but they're not worried about their income because their retirement is what they're getting now. Yeah, and think about it. Uh, uh, you know, in the House, every single person that you saw that was an office holder in the House is up for re-election, every one of them, and they are every two years. So they're constantly churning and moving, and what are they thinking about? They're not necessarily thinking about that uh, that thing you're interested in. They're thinking about getting reelected. Getting reelected. All right, let's go to uh, the next one. Would be Daryl in Medina. Daryl, you're on with Ken Hamilton and Sandy Beach. Boy, I'm. I don't know. I, you got this. sure you know, Daryl. Come on, Daryl. You're one of the brightest people in Medina, any, and I know that because there ain't a bunch of di- uh, bright people in Medina. He's, the, he's one. the number one guy. That's <laughs> There's you, Daryl. A lot Darryl. of bright people over there. I wiped that for years. Fine. <laughs> 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 What's on your mind, Daryl? Oh God. We, Just call me Sandy. I think the president's going to want to expose the Biden thing. I know that, yeah. I heard a thing last night that Biden is supposedly one of the poorer uh, people okay. in all the government. Yeah, he had five kids, didn't he? Well, and we all know that. Couldn't even afford condoms. The kid isn't. The kid right away quit. That don't excuse what we think happened. Well, you know, the Biden can be dealt with later. Biden doesn't have to be in this uh, in this scenario. So I, I realize that, but it's just, you know, I that's because if you just say if 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 uh, McConnell just says nope, just takes the paper and rips it up the minute they hand it to him. Then it's almost like saying, well, no matter whether it's right or wrong. Yeah, and in other words, they'll get a lot of heat for that because uh, the process uh, seems to, even though technically followed, it would seem like a, a boat ride. If he just read the charges, took a vote, they acquitted him, and he goes on his way, uh, the Democrats would howl, guys like Chuck Schumer, uh, because they know what was going to happen, but it doesn't look like it was a fair deal. I got a question for I got a question for you guys. Okay, the answer is three times a week, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's all by himself when he yeah, does. I'm it. alone. <laughs> what you guys might know is is uh, all these jobs like building that cemetery up in Indian Falls is that supposed to be union labor or not? You don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Under a uh, federal contract, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if they do have. Uh, we, we can uh, kind of find out, but I, I don't know the answer to that. Hey, somebody who's in the union and would know, hey, go to the text board. Okay. The Volkswagen yes. text board and, and text that in for us. Uh, thank you, Daryl. Thank, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, I want to see this over with and done. And uh, elections have consequences. And in the last elections, we found out that we own the Senate. The Senate will be the arbitrator and decide uh, the fate of the president. They're not going to kick him out of office. But I I had a a thought about some novel. How about this? There's only 100 senators, 100. Mm -hmm. They hold uh, Trump's uh, future in their hands. 
A guy like Soros, if you ask Soros, can you write a check for $100 million? No problem. What do you want? No problem. What can I get? We can buy every senator, a million dollars a senator, and just uh, do that. It would be the greatest coup in the history of of the world. And what we have to remember is I heard some people complaining about, you know, we get tired of talking about, uh, about politics and this and that. I think one thing you have to remember, this is an attempted coup on the president of the United States. And what is more important in our average life than something like this? Uh, because it would change our whole uh, form of government and uh, the things that you can and can't do, your tax base, all kinds of things like that. Because it is an attempted coup. I think everybody admits that. And they're going to keep on impeaching until he's done. That is the one thing that really angers me. We've had a couple of people already say that. We don't impeach the MF. You can say MF, right? Uh, uh, No, say LNMNOP. (laughs) Backwards. But the bottom line is uh, there's nothing that says that if he gets acquitted on this one, they can't impeach him on something else. And that's what, you know, that's what the talk is. And that's why— Does uh, that mean this is going to become the norm? Oh, man. If they use this as a a form of governance where you don't like uh, something the guy or the woman is doing, so you impeach them, that's absolutely abhorrent to me. That is not right. It's not what the founders uh, thought of. Well, they could they could sidetrack Donald Trump, say that they want to keep impeaching him. Donald Trump says, "Okay, I stand for impeachment. We're going to let the vice president run the country now, and then we'll see even more conservatism coming out of it because Donald Trump is a Republican. I'm sorry, the Democrat who is as a Republican president, Pence is pure Republican. So and how keep, about keep begging for it, guys? How about Boris Johnson in, uh, in yeah, England? Yeah, in England, he even has Trump's hair." <laughs> and and that, he got reelected. That is a big deal. He not only got reelected, it was supposed to be very close. It was a landslide. And so uh, this is be careful what you ask for because uh, this is it. what they're getting. And yeah. uh, he was a Trump, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Follower, whatever it is. Trump a fight. Uh, yeah, supporter. Yeah, 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 supporter. That's good enough. Uh, but uh, congratulations to him. Not a, and we, to England. Yeah, we didn't know a lot about that. You know why? Because they have the same kind of press we do, I think, from time to time. We'll take a break. By the way, if you're interested in uh, finding out more information about the trip number 10 with Dan Neverth and myself to Russia in June, uh, call the AAA 1-844-688-7477. We're trying to convince uh, Ken to go with us. Uh, I, I think that would be a wonderful addition to the trip. We'll see what we can do. On News Radio 930 WBN. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You hit the you hit it, Tony. Nice job, Ronettes. Phil Spector stuff right here. A little bit of sleigh ride. Yep. Bum, bum, bum. Hope you're enjoying some of our Christmas bombs. That, of course, uh, one of the Phil Spector uh, stable. It's uh, uh, Ronette's uh, music for you. Hey, sitting in a cold car is no fun. Skip scraping the ice off your windows with a keyless car starter from B&R Auto Accessories. Right now, get a $379 starter for just $279 only from GetMyPerks.com. Details at, guess where? GetMyPerks.com. Ken Hamilton is with me. I'm Sandy Beach, and Nelson in Buffalo is on line three. Nelson, you're on WBEN. Good morning, guys. Great tunes. Thank you. Thank you very much. What's on your mind today, Nelson? Hey, listen, this uh, one thing uh, that's kind of overlooked in the mix here with this upcoming Senate impeachment trial is the uh, Buffalo connection with Chief Justice John Roberts. Right. He's going to be up there in the big black robe in the middle of the Senate chamber. And anything that's not carried by 51 or more votes will be left to him to decide. So it's gonna it's gonna be uh, interesting. And uh, you know, he's disappointed me a couple of times on different votes. Uh, uh, twice, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, with Obamacare. Uh, we don't quite know where he's gonna go, but I think he's an inherently fair guy most of the time. <laughs> he's a fair guy when he agrees with you. That's exactly right. <laughs> By Bush, but he does his own thing. He was Judge Rehnquist's uh, uh, clerk, and uh, he'll probably follow. He'll probably he'll probably take a low key role, but he's going to be central in a certain way. So, if a senator stands up and says, "Let's call Rudolph Giuliani," or "Let's play the actual recording so we can hear the president verbally talking to this Zelensky," let's hear what he said. Let's hear the context. Let's hear the inflection. The other ones can oppose it, but Roberts will rule, and then they got to vote. And people might say, "Yeah, I'd like to hear that conversation. Why do we have to? Why do we have to deal with a recreation on paper?" Well, he's presiding over the trial, but just remember, the Senate uh, themselves, uh, the hundred people in the Senate, are the ones that make the vote and they make the final decision. But certainly, what he allows or doesn't allow—I uh, don't know if that's exactly the same as it would be in a trial. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see this because I've not—I uh, don't remember the Clinton impeachment that much except for the, uh, the, the wild and crazy parts of it. Uh, but with this, it'll be interesting to see how this, uh, that trial is held. It would be. Just have the final say on that. You're right. But, uh, you know, anything that falls short of 51 votes, he would decide under the Senate rules, meaning the presiding justice. And the senators on our oath and affirmation to do impartial justice. So it's going to be interesting. There's going to be some surprises. It's going to be... I, I, yeah, I think it would have to be very dramatic... Uh, to remove a sitting president. Uh, in other words, you know, uh, if it was something, 
if there was a crime even in the charge, there's no crime in the charges. So I, I don't know how you're going to remove them with no crime in the two charges that they're going to uh, possess. Hey, could you remind us of the of the um, Chief Justice's relationship with Buffalo? Yeah, he was born in Buffalo, New York. I remember that when they were negotiating to get him on the bench. Well, I don't remember that. You don't? And I'm sure that many of the listeners didn't remember it either. Well, that's good. Yeah, he has. And uh, I think he's done a pretty good job. Yeah. During the trial on January, I think it's 25th or 27th, so... Uh, a little Buffalo connection. So Buffalo's uh, Buffalo's kind of surging forward in the news. It's trending. It's trending. I I hear you loud and clear, Nelson. Thank now, you. I think it just Thank be the line much. judge during the during the Patriots game. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. Don't let him get the snowblower out. Uh, let's go to Gene uh, in Williamsville. Gene, you're on WBEN. Oh, good morning. Uh, just regarding the impeachment, I actually called uh, our illustrious Senator Schumer, who's never served a day in the private sector, but knows what to tell the private sector what to do sure. um, regarding how we can ask for all these witnesses with the, and the Republicans didn't have the opportunity in the House. But more importantly than that, if we want to take the, uh, our government back, and I was just on uh, with uh, Mike Lomas with the financial guys on Saturday talking about convention of states, and that's what we need to do. Okay. Refresh my memory how that works. Well, it's, uh, it's essentially uh, we need uh, two-thirds of the states to call a constitutional convention. And the main things that they're looking at is, number one, is term limits. That's the main onus of the convention of states. They've been talking about that for a long time. I think it has a lot of value. Of course, the people that make the decisions on term limits are the ones that would be affected by term limits. Well, see, the thing is, if a constitution of states is called, this is the people that determines that. Um, and there are 15 states that have signed on to this. It's passed in 15 states. Another seven has gotten through one, um, one of the two houses, either their assembly or the Senate. So we need 30-some to call this. Once it is called, the Congress cannot do anything to stop it. Well, let me ask you something, because we've always had a mechanism for term limits, and that is the voters themselves can vote out anyone that they want. Now, if we get this term limits, do we also get brighter voters? Well, I don't know if we need brighter voters. I think we definitely need brighter voters. Congress. Well... Uh, I, I think that's, a, you know, in, in the kind of poisonous atmosphere we have now in political circles, I think something that dramatic would need huge bipartisan support, and I don't see that happening. Yeah, we can't even get that in New York State. Nice, nice try, though. Thank you. Good to have somebody thinking uh, positively. Uh, let's see. Here's what we're talking about today. Uh, the short or the extended trial. First, the president said that he wanted the extended trial. He wants to uh, kind of scoop up. All of the people that have been uh, kind of swirling around. And remember, he's a showman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> says it the right way. Probably has a drummer in the background <laughs> hitting the final beat. Uh, and is uh, Christmas a no political zone? If you're smart, you would keep it that way because Christmas is, is too important to uh, the people that celebrate it, including myself. Uh, to spoil it with political things. Well, the Christmas dinner is naturally a political event. There's a turkey on the table. Yeah, there's a turkey in the Congress, too. Yeah, we don't that's what I'm talking about. about. That. <laughs> we'll take a break and return on News Radio 930 WBN. It is a Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Ken Hamilton is with us, and you've got an event you'd like to uh, tell us all about. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about the fact uh, 
I sit on the board of trustees for the Catholic Academy of Niagara Falls, and I ain't even Catholic. Okay. That's very nice. Yeah. I hope it's a strong board. Well, it is. If I mean, you're sitting on it. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Uh, it could be stronger, but I do shower and put deodorant on before oh, I go to the board nice. meeting. So. Very nice. And we're the only uh, parochial school that's left in the city of Niagara Falls. And one of the things that we have to remember is that we're talking about rebuilding Niagara Falls. We built it the first time because we had strong parochial schools within uh, the school system. And if we're going to rebuild anything, then we need to follow the template that we had when we first built this, uh, built the city up into a strong city. So now listen, here's what we have. Come join us for an open house on Tuesday, January 28th, 2020. It's going to be from 6 p.m. to 7.30. And here's an opportunity for you to pre-register your kid, get to see what our facilities are. We're, we're very, very competitive with, with other schools in the area. And the listen, I had a friend of mine, and he has two bright kids, really, really, really bright kids. Well, he has three because you know, he just had a, a younger one. But I invited him to he send had three his, while you were waiting. Yeah, I know. He works fast. I'm telling you. <laughs> talk about skipping a grade. <laughs> and so now, you know, I says, he's at the school for a special event, a basketball game or something that we're having at the school. And I says, why don't you, you know, have your kids go here? Now, he's not Catholic. He says, no, no. He says, I can't send my kids to a Catholic school. Now, here's the irony of all of that. If you're not sending them to a Catholic school, which is a religious facility, and you and listen, almost 40% of the people who go to our school are non-Catholics. And you can exempt yourself from any of your kids from anything that you want and just for the educational part and the moral part of, of what that Catholic education brings to you. You can well afford it. So if you're not coming to a religious school, so to speak, then you're going to a non-religious school. And non-religious schools have come to become anti-religious schools in many ways. And I'm saying, well, you know, what are you saying? You would rather for them to be with people who have no morals rather than to be be with people with morals. So now you all have a new bishop as a Catholic. You have no excuse for not going back to church and no excuses for not supporting parochial education, Catholic education, particularly in Niagara Falls. Help us to help rebuild not only the city of Niagara Falls through an educated body of kids who have grown up with morals, but also help us build Western New York and support all of the parochial schools. And what is the time and date again? The time is Tuesday, January 28th, 2020. Plenty of time to put that on your calendar from 6 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Okay, we'll be looking for it. Now, Mr. Beamer, Mr. Joseph Beamer, we haven't heard from you all day. Uh, what do you have regarding our subject? Well, first, I'd like to say my picture is still on the Sandy Beach Your Facebook picture? Page. How many hits are you getting on that? It's got 63 reactions and nine comments. Do they so. like, is it your whole face or is it just your hair? It is a profile, a profile. Of, of my face. Sideways. And sideways. Get, He's sideways. Yeah. Yes. Sideways, yeah. And you get to see the hair in all its glory. And I've, I've brought up a few other pictures from that year when I was growing my hair out. Sadly, I'm not sure I could do that again. I am getting a little right. thin in hold the front. On, hold on a second. We have a guest in the studio. Thumbs up or thumbs down on his face? What do you think? <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> up. I got a up. thumbs up. Look at that. Up. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he said, he says he pictures you on the radio with uh, shorter hair and glasses. Being okay, like so continue now. All right, so that's on there for uh, for your your uh, commenting, and I'd like to see what people think. But on the co- on the uh, topic, is Christmas a no politics zone? Is the one that's getting yes. a lot of play okay. on Facebook. Linda says yes. Way too many people have different opinions. It has already killed a few relationships. It's not going to kill Christmas. Let's all gather together without the threat of a political argument. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, it's a disaster if you bring up uh, politics at Christmas time. Because, A, you're not going to change anybody's mind. No. Uh, that Plain and simple. Even if you make a legitimate point, there's always, eh, no, keep Christmas as Christmas. Politics is politics, but don't mix them. Well, you can change people's mind one-on-one. You just can't change it in a group because of the herd mentality thing. What else do you have, Buzz? All right, we'll go with Suzanne. You're no, going with Suzanne? Going with Suzanne. Does her husband Does your know this? Yeah. Well, you know, hey. Hey, I beat you to the punchline by about a second and a half. Suzanne says, nothing wrong with a peaceful exchange. Maybe we all should listen to each other. Wait, hold it. Yeah, a but that's not about peaceful exchange. I think she wrote that in po- 1998. Yeah. <laughs> what was it, Camelot that she had just finished watching? Yeah, it was before 1998. Yeah. Is, yeah, is there a peaceful exchange to be had? You have another. I do. Another Suzanne. Different Suzanne, I promise you. She says, no politics. I'm sure the family can go a day sure. without talking politics and getting upset with everyone else. Uh, when I was married, my wife had two uncles that hated Nixon. <laughs> and, every, and I was on the radio. I, I didn't do a talk show. I was a dish jockey. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, whenever they saw me, for some reason they thought it'll be fun to talk about Nixon. Rattle your and, cage. Yeah, and, if I, and as I'd see him, I'd, I'd go in the other room. I'd do anything to avoid him, and they would follow you. Just kind of like you'd look around the corner, and there they are. So people have something in their mind. They want to convince you that they're right, even if they don't know your position. So I, I, I'm not uh, advocating political discussion. You especially you especially amongst your family. I heard a comedian yeah. say the other day, he says, hey, I had a stress test the other day. I had dinner with the whole family. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I've never seen uh, such an atmosphere politically now, and they're getting ready to vote probably tomorrow would be my guess. Uh, on impeachment, and then they will vote to send it along to the Senate. But the Senate, um, the Senate decides uh, basically how how it's how the uh, it's the procedure will be uh, will will be run because it's it's a case. The Supreme Court uh, justice will be um, will be uh, overseeing it, uh, and I think and hope that it'll be a short, precise uh, thing that doesn't have any loose ends. Anything that's kind of like hanging out there even after it's over, just get it done, get it over with, and move forward. Well, we hope that that happens, too. I'm remiss at one thing, though. I never gave the telephone number of the Academy or anything like that. Do they have a phone? <laughs> and I won't use smoke signals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do a joke with that. You know, do you want Bedenko to write about me? You think I'm crazy? Well, they use smoke signals with the legalization of recreational marijuana between the Senate and the Assembly anyway. Okay. But, Thank uh, you for that. <laughs> that is Catholic. That's Ken Hamilton <laughs> if you don't like what you're hearing. Yeah. So I dial 716 283 1456, Niagara Falls, 716-283-1466 for more information. Do we have any coolers out there? Do we have anything 
uh, that would make them work together in a civil atmosphere, or is this the new normal? Oh, the, the, no, 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 no. This is not the new normal. This has always been the normal. Remember, going back obvious. to the days of George Washington, he said that this was his greatest fear. What we have today where people his say— His greatest fear? I think great new t- teeth would have been a better fear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> his greatest fear. And, you know, the thing of it is people say, I, during the Obama administration, I've never seen a president who was so uh, maligned and, and, and oh, put down all yeah. this other stuff. No, no, you've never had the technology, and in many cases you never even looked because he was a novelty being a biracial president. I hate when they say he was a black president, as though that hat, black half makes him who and what he is. He was the darkest white president we ever had, period. Well, now that we've defined that, yeah. it's very, very good. <laughs> so you don't think it's going to get any better in the foreseeable future? It, it'll get better. I don't know about in the foreseeable future. It what do you think better. will happen? If he gets acquitted, okay, he's on his merry way, and they decide, oh, we we want another bite of the apple. We'll find something else to charge him with and go after impeachment again. Well, Rosie O'Donnell's going to finally leave the country. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I I just think the using it uh, to criticize governance isn't the way that's supposed to be. No, it's supposed to be for high crimes and and misdemeanors. misdemeanors. Yeah. And nobody, and in these charges, there's no, there's no crime. Yes. Let me ask you this, Ken. Do you think they are destroying the Democratic Party this by doing this? Oh yeah, they're falling on their sword. I mean, they're, they're crazy. You know, this is the. And, and here's the one other thing. I'm going to have to give Nancy Pelosi her due. She tried to fight this because she knew and she understood what that inevitable outcome was going to be. She recognizes this is her last opportunity to ride that jet out to San Francisco for free. Yep, exactly. She was angry. I mean, the Botox was falling off her lips. <laughs> you could see it when she was shaking. All right, that about wraps it up for Beach and Company. We will see you tomorrow. And don't forget, every day, Monday, Tuesday, no, actually Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be playing some Christmas songs. Thanks, Ken. All right, also, uh, Timothy A. Stalker's with us. He's a financial partner with the Board of Education at Orchard Park, right? All right. We will see you tomorrow at 9 a.m. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t